No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. You know, sometimes God meets you when you least expect it. Jacob had such a life-changing encounter. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Genesis chapter 28 on Simply the Bible. Jacob left home in a hurry, having deceived his father Isaac into thinking that he was his older brother Esau. He received the blessing of the firstborn, but now Esau wanted to kill him. So his parents sent him away to Rebekah's family to find a wife. We pick it up in Genesis 28.10. Now Jacob went out from Beersheba and went toward Haran. So he came to a certain place and stayed there all night because the sun had set. And he took one of the stones of that place and put it at his head, and he lay down in that place to sleep. From Beersheba to Haran was a perilous 500-mile journey. Jacob covered nearly 40 miles the first day, no doubt seeking to keep a good distance between he and Esau. Jacob was probably feeling guilty over what he had done, and for the first time in his life, he was all alone. He came to the desolate area of Luz. The sun had set, so he bedded down for the night. You know that you've hit rock bottom when your only pillow is a rock. Verse 12. Then he dreamed, and behold, a ladder was set up on the earth, and its top reached to heaven. And there the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. For Jacob, this would prove to be a life-altering encounter with God. It happened at the most unexpected time and in the most uncomfortable circumstances. We don't choose the time of our visitation. Often God will come to us in the lowest moments, in our hour of desperation where we feel destitute or even unworthy. But these are God's golden opportunities to show us His grace. This ladder stretching from earth to heaven would remain a mystery if it had not been for a discussion that Jesus had with His disciple Nathaniel. After meeting Jesus, Philip went to get Nathaniel, And when Jesus saw him coming toward him, he said, Behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom there is no deceit. And Nathanael said, How do you know me? Jesus answered, Before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. Nathanael said, Rabbi, you are the Son of God, you are the King of Israel. And Jesus answered and said to him, Because I said to you, I saw you under the fig tree, do you believe? You will see greater things than these. And he said to him, Most assuredly, I say to you, hereafter you shall see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. From this, we know that the latter Jacob saw in his dream was none other than Jesus Christ. He is the only way from earth to heaven. No one comes to the Father except through him. Angels descend upon him to carry out God's will, and angels ascend upon him to report back. Wherever he is, there is a portal to heaven, the way of access to our Father God. 
Whenever we need angelic help, it comes to us on the ladder of Christ. Verse 13, And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, your father, and the God of Isaac. The Canaanites had many gods, but the Lord identified himself as the God of Abraham and Isaac. So there would be no confusion. The land on which you lie, I will give to you and your descendants. Also, your descendants shall be as the dust of the earth, and you shall spread abroad to the west and the east, to the north and the south, and in you and in your seed, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. God was bestowing Abraham's threefold blessing of the land, the nation, and the Messiah upon Jacob. Before Jacob left home, Isaac had bestowed the same blessing upon him, but now the Lord confirmed it himself. Verse 15, Behold, I am with you and will keep you wherever you go and will bring you back to this land, for I will not leave you until I have done what I have spoken to you. God gave this fourfold blessing to Jacob that was exactly what he needed at this very critical point in his life. First, God said that he was with him. This was the promise of his presence. How good it would be for Jacob to know that he was not alone. Second, God said he would keep him wherever he went. This was the promise of his protection. With Esau behind him and the perilous and unknown journey ahead, how this would calm his fears. Third, God said that he would bring Jacob back to this land. Twenty years later, God would return him to the land of his inheritance. This was the promise of provision. And fourth, God said that he would not lead him until he did everything that he said. This was the promise of God's perseverance. At this point, Jacob had no idea how his faith in these wonderful promises would be tested during the next 20 years. For Jacob, the heel catcher, to become Israel, the one governed by God, he needed to be educated in the school of Uncle Laban, where he would reap what he had sown. I would like to point out that there was nothing in Jacob to make him worthy of this divine encounter or the marvelous blessings and promises that God gave to him. This was purely an act of God's grace. It is by grace that we are saved. It is by grace that God's blessings freely come to us. It is by grace that he comes to us in our moments of loneliness, desperation, and brokenness. God deals with us by grace to teach us that apart from him, we can do nothing. Verse 16, Then Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I did not know it. And he was afraid and said, How awesome is this place! This is none other than the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. When Jacob awoke from his sleep, it was more than just a physical awakening. He experienced a spiritual awakening. Having never left home, he probably thought that he was leaving the God of his fathers behind. But Jacob awoke to the fact that God was here as well. And God would be with him wherever he went. 
the Lord was omnipresent. He was in this place, though Jacob didn't know it. So impressive was this dream that Jacob considered this place the house of God and gateway to heaven. Have you ever had a sudden awareness that God was present? We can't control these moments of supernatural insight. But to every believer in Jesus Christ, God has promised that he will never leave us or forsake us. The Apostle Paul said that in him we live and move and have our being. Wherever you are, God is there, though you may not be aware of it. We expect to find him in church, but he is also in the rough, tough, desolate places of our lives. By faith in Christ, we can make even these places a house of God and gateway to heaven. Verse 18. Then Jacob rose early in the morning and took the stone that he had put at his head, set it up as a pillar, and poured oil on top of it. Jacob wanted to make a memorial of his encounter with God, so he took the stone he had used as a pillow and set it up as a pillar and poured oil on it. This is the first time anointing with oil is mentioned in Scripture. It is a symbol of the Holy Spirit. Verse 19. And he called the name of that place Bethel, but the name of the city had been Luz previously. Bethel means house of God. Luz means almond tree. Verse 20. Then Jacob made a vow saying, If God will be with me and keep me in this way that I am going and give me bread to eat and clothing to put on so that I come back to my father's house in peace, then the Lord shall be my God. And this stone which I have set as a pillar shall be God's house. And of all that you give me, I will surely give a tenth to you. Jacob responded to the dream and the promises of God by making a three-part vow. Jacob was the deal maker. What God offered him sounded like a really good deal. Therefore, Jacob pledged what he would do in return. First, he would make Yahweh his God. Earlier, when Jacob was pretending to be Esau and Isaac asked him how he found his wild game so quickly, Jacob replied, because the Lord your God brought it to me. Notice that Jacob said, the Lord your God and not the Lord my God. But now the Lord would be Jacob's God as well as Isaac's. We can and should raise our children in the way of the Lord, but they cannot live vicariously through our faith. The Lord must become their God. Second, Jacob would make this stone pillar the house of God. Now this hardly seems adequate to house God when the highest heavens cannot contain him. But God accepted his act of faith. And 20 years later, would remind Jacob of the pillar he anointed and the vow that he made, even identifying himself as the God of Bethel. Third, Jacob would give the Lord a tenth or a tithe of all that he received. The giving of the tithe predates the law of God being practiced by both Abraham and Jacob. Bethel would be an important reference point in Jacob's spiritual development. Do you have a Bethel? An experience where God became real to you? 
When I was growing up, I had one such Bethel. It was at a summer youth camp in which my grandparents worked. I was 13 years old, and I met the Lord there. Now, I had asked Jesus into my life at a very early age, but at this camp, he became real to me, and I was baptized in water shortly thereafter. Through my high school years, I drifted away from my commitment to the Lord, but this remained a reference point. I knew that God was real, that he was good, and that he loved me. If you have never had your own Bethel experience where you know God is present and real, then I would encourage you to ask him for that. And if you have had a Bethel experience, then I would encourage you to always keep it in your heart and in your prayers. Be ready to go back to this house of God and gateway to heaven whenever the Lord leads. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. They meet Sunday mornings at 1030 at Pepperidge Elementary School in Boise. To listen to any of Pastor Daryl's teachings or to find out more about the church, go by their website at calvarytv.org. That's calvarytv.org. We'd love to hear from you. You know, they say what goes around comes around. The Bible says we reap what we sow. Tomorrow we'll see how Jacob, the deceiver, was himself deceived. That's next time right here on Simply the Bible.